Welcome to Tech Intersect. I'm your host, Tanya Evans, and my life and work exist at the heart of law, business, and technology. Yeah, I've earned a few fancy titles and degrees over the years, but the bottom line is I'm a writer, speaker, teacher, and lifelong learner. And I'm really excited that you've joined me on this journey. So what is Tech Intersect? Well, it's authentic, empowering conversations with really interesting guests who demystify complex topics to prepare you for the future, because your future is now. And it exists where law, business, and tech intersect. Get ready to listen, learn, and leverage. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 50. If I had the complete soundboard, I'd have cheering and roaring and maybe some music and a marching band, but we're not doing all that. It's a pandemic, so I'm in my bunker, but I'm really happy to connect with you. I'm going to keep it short and sweet with this pre because there's so much good stuff in this episode today with Shantavia Johnson, my partner in power from the Lit Brain Trust LLC. We talk about 2020. God bless it. (laughs) And our outlook for 2021 for her platform with the Shantavia show and all that she's doing with the Brand and Business Academy and the work that I am doing through the Advantage Evans Academy and also my From Cash to Crypto course, both the full course at Advantage Evans and also the mini course that is a powerhouse. I pack a lot into a short period of time, just around 90 minutes to get you up and get moving. And that's at Arlen's Academy. So I'll drop those links in the show notes. But what I want to share with you now is a thank you to you, whether you are a new listener or you've been riding with me from the beginning. I appreciate you so much. There is no me without you. And so I really appreciate the tweets and the emails and the questions and definitely the listens. I can see in the back end that the show is growing in popularity and it's only because of the love that you have shared with me and also the fact that you're sharing episodes and the podcast with others. Please, please, please continue to do that. I'm so excited to continue for this next journey, this next year, hopefully next 50 episodes at the intersection of law, business, and technology, and also my mission to empower those who are traditionally underestimated in law and business and technology to make sure that we are working together to participate fully in the fourth industrial revolution, in the future of money and entrepreneurship and work, that we can do this together and that I continue to empower and to inspire and also to learn. I suspect that like me, you are a lifelong learner, which is why you're so plugged in and engaged with this work. And of course, I want to sincerely thank from the bottom of my heart, every single guest who participated in the first 50 episodes with a special shout out to Minda Hartz, because she was the first to say yes. And she was my first episode. It's actually one of the most popular as well. That's no surprise to me. Minda Hartz, the author of the memo, What Women of Color Need to Know to Secure a Seat at the Table, hashtag secure the seat. She helped me very much to secure a new seat in 2020 when I joined the faculty of Penn State Dickinson Law School. And she's a renowned speaker, entrepreneur, leader, 
and also an all around amazing human and a very dear friend. So uh, I thank you so much, Minda, for being the first to say yes. I won't list everybody's name, but I have the full list in the show notes. But I do want to give special recognition to some of the top all-time episodes from folks like Akin Sawyer when we talked about whether blockchains and decentralized finance lending were the new Asusu in the wealth building model that's based on lessons from Nigeria. Very popular episode. It continues to be popular. Joe Carlson, when we talked about protecting your digital privacy when protesting for change, she talked about all the things that we should do to keep ourselves more secure in this tech-driven, data-driven world from an information privacy perspective. So definitely have a listen that is more important now than ever with all of the social protests and the fact that we're all working remotely. Most of us, excuse me, are working remotely. And then there was episode 20, Arlen Hamilton, how to turn being underestimated into your greatest advantage. Arlen is the founder and managing partner of the venture capital firm Backstage Capital. She's a philanthropist and also an all-around amazing human being who's doing some great things with Arlen Academy. And I'm very honored to have created content for that academy as well. And so I continue to look for great things from Arlen, from Backstage, and from Arlen's Academy. Andreas Antonopoulos, that was episode three, also one of the folks who early on said yes. We talked about Bitcoin for the other six billion and amplifying inclusion in blockchain. Uh, There was a controversial tweet that he had, a tweet storm really in response to his, what he refers to as intentionally provocative tweet, inviting suggestions for diverse podcasts to appear in the blockchain space. And uh, as a result of that, said yes to record with me. And that is one of the all-time most popular episodes as well. I had Dawn Dixon on, who gave this beautiful message to founders to know your purpose, know your people and your power. She is a, a light worker, a tech mogul, the founder and CEO of Popcom. She's raised an unbelievable amount of money for Popcom and definitely listen to that episode, episode 12. And also check out Popcom as it continues to raise toward a second round of a million dollars. Dawn is amazing. And so are her products and services. Kylie Carr talked about the future of the inclusive C-suite leadership and technology. Not only is she a distant relative, she's also this amazing, rich and engaging person who is the CEO of the Asbury Group, and she advises executive and executive-bound women on their executive image, presence, and brand, another lovely light in the world. Isaiah Bitcoin Zay Jackson, Isaiah Jackson. He doesn't call himself Bitcoin Zay, but evidently all the rest of us do. I believe recently he said it was corny to give yourself uh, a nickname, but trust and believe he did not give himself that nickname, but he exemplifies that. He was that that dude that was always talking about Bitcoin and he's turned it into what I can only imagine. He hasn't told me, but a multi-million dollar platform as he continues to build and to empower Black America to know, to love, to invest in Bitcoin and how to do that in the age of a pandemic and why it's more important than ever. And Chanda Prescott-Weinstein, Dr. Professor, unapologetically dope. We had this amazing conversation about astrophysics, identity, and feminism. 
one of the all-time faves of the episodes. And I go back and have a listen every now and then. And I love it more and more every time I listen to it. She has a new book out as well. So please check out Dr. Chanda Prescott Weinstein. Jimmy Song, Jimmy Song, Jimmy Song. First of all, thank you, sir, so much. You were an early participant in this journey as well. And I've always appreciated connecting with you, learning from you, and sharing your information with my students whenever you come to share about the power and the promise of Bitcoin. We talked about the past and the present and the future of Bitcoin on that episode. Also, Jimmy has several books out. Uh, He's the author of Programming Bitcoin, The Little Bitcoin Book, and more. He's also a Bitcoin fellow at Blockchain Capital. You sense a theme? He's definitely a maximalist, and he will unapologetically tell you why Bitcoin is the king of kings. (laughs) And I always enjoy speaking with him and tweeting, so you should follow him as well. He has some mean Twitter thumbs, that's to be sure. And finally, Dante Desparte. We talked about fintech and the future of programmable money. Uh, We were focused at the time on LibraCoin. LibraCoin has since changed its name to Diem. And you should learn more about what the project is and what it does now. Dante is on the executive team, talks about Diem being open source, scalable, and secure. There's a lot of misinformation out there and some legitimate questions. And he was very gracious with his time. He's a dear friend. And because I know him and trust him as he moves in this world, I was very fortunate to have him on to speak about not only the promises, but also the challenges of stable coins, decentralized finance, and where we go from here. All right, now it's time to jump in so that I can share this episode that I recorded with Shantavia with you about the future of money and entrepreneurship and work. Thank you, thank you, thank you again for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please drop a comment, a like, please share it with your friends and your networks. Tell me who you want to hear from and what you want to learn more about. And I'm happy to continue to build out the topics and the invitations for those who are new and notable in the space so that we continue to rise and shine together. Okay, time to listen, learn, and leverage on this 50th episode of Tech Intersect. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. In this episode of Tech Intersect, I am so happy to welcome back, actually, my Lit Brain Trust LLC business partner in power, Shantavia Johnson, to the show. She wears many hats, both as an entrepreneur, but most importantly, as an entrepreneur. She's the founder and CEO of the Brand and Business Academy and helps working professionals start their business while employed full time. We are definitely going to talk about that. Uh, she is the host of The Shantavia Show, which is basically a conversational web series and podcast, and she tackles the most common questions about starting, operating, and growing a business and your personal brand. We're trying to gather everybody by the edges to truly understand how to grow your business and your brand, and so we'll talk about what she's doing. She's doing some amazing work, and I'm excited to share that with you. She is not just a nationally, but internationally renowned speaker. She, most importantly, holds a doctorate in Twitterology. Her Twitter game is tight. Her thumbs, they're legit. So we'll talk about that in a minute as well. And her, of course, esteemed background as an intellectual property 
lawyer, focused in technology, education, um, and certainly in business. They all combine to make her truly the perfect strategist for working professionals who are also creatives, side hustlers, and entrepreneurs. We will definitely talk about all of that and more in a moment. But first, Shantavia, welcome. Thank you so much, Tanya. You made me smile with that bio. I sound pretty dope. Oh, <laughs> nice. I know you just got it off my website, but it still sounded great. <laughs> right? I put together my little wordsmith, pulling and mixing and matching, but that's all you, sis. That's all you. And it combines to be so impressive, certainly on paper, but just the experience of knowing you over all these years, I know we'll talk about it, and working with you for this year, I thought of no better person to share this, the 50th episode of Tech Intersect, than with you, my sister, from a mother mister. So I'm definitely happy to have you on. Oh, man, I cannot tell you how excited I am to be here. You mentioned gathering edges. I brought my gel, my toothbrush. We got everything (laughs) we need to make sure we get people together in this episode. (laughs) I love that. You know, you had me at edges. So (laughs) let's, um, let's get in. So I have a million things to talk to you about. But first, and what I've done really all year since the month that was March when everything shut all the way down. How are you doing? Outside looking in, and it happens to me as well, like they have it all together, no need to check in on them. You check in on me constantly, I check in on you, but a lot of times people don't check in on folks like us. So how are you How are you doing with this year, this pandemic, the racial pandemic, certainly the COVID-19 pandemic, all the pandemics? What's going on, sis? Oh, man. So I love that you are checking on your strong friends because it can be hard out here, right? And I will say 2020 as a construct (laughs) was trash, right? (laughs) But I also feel like 2020 for me has been a year of abundance. And Mm. I've been incredibly grateful for that, despite, you know, the, the horrible things that are happening, not just in the U.S., but around the world. It has been a season of abundance for me, specifically for two reasons. The first is I really have worked hard to um, protect my mental health. I got a new therapist and she's amazing. Uh, And the other thing I've done that is, I think, been a blessing from this past year, from 2020, is connecting with people in virtual spaces that I might not have done otherwise. So like. You and I both have collaborated a lot over the past year. Well, actually more than a year, but especially in this last year. And there's so many people I don't think I would have connected with and met if I was still in the busyness of the day-to-day life that you know I was leading and, and many of us were leading pre-pandemic. So right. it, it really has felt like a season of abundance for me in a lot of ways. And it also has made me double down on supporting and providing space for Black people, for Black entrepreneurs, for Black activists, for Black people who are working to create a society where we are seen equal to our counterparts, no matter, you know, what background or ethnicity we come from. And I really have doubled down on that for a lot of reasons. I mean, we have a lot of amazing allies, but it is also true that we have to support each other. And I think, I mean, I've, I've always supported 
my brothers and sisters in their efforts and in their entrepreneurial endeavors. But I think I maybe got a little comfortable in 2020 taught me that, you know, I can't be that comfortable when it comes to mm. supporting people who look like me and not just people who look like me, but especially people who look like me. Right. No, that's really important. And even more so when, as you say, we have been confined to a specific space <laughs> for our protection and the protection of our loved ones and, and the rest of the larger global community. Um, so in what ways can we recirculate dollars in the quote unquote black community? How and in what ways do we support people who look like us and move like us when we know, you know, specifically and clearly the struggles or the challenges that you face as an entrepreneur, particularly with the full-time job, and in what ways can we align and be supportive, knowing that that energy comes back to us too. Right. So it's not for that, but that is the nature of that type of supportive energy when you are nation building as an individual and then collectively. I, I double down on that as well to figure out if my neighborhood doesn't specifically look like me, then I have to reach out and beyond it. And in addition to obviously spending all my money locally where I live, what does that look like virtually to connect with folks like us and then Black women in particular? My 49th episode actually, and I, I want listeners to check that out if you haven't already done so, was with A. Walton Smith, who founded Black Woman Owned and is working on a really strong platform. And we talked a little bit about Naj Austin and what she's doing with Ethel's Club. So that's, you know, we're of like minds to align that way and be mutually supportive of each other. So love to see it. And that makes me think and reflect on what you have done in this year in particular in building the Business and Brand Academy in general, but particularly in a pandemic. So one, share with the listeners what your academy is, what your focus is, and uh, the, the unique challenges of doing that in a pandemic as well. So thank you for the question. And I am definitely going to have to check out episode 49 because both, oh, you're of love the, it. Gosh, both of the names you mentioned are just doing some amazing, amazing things. And it's not about excluding anybody. It's, it's really about leveraging the brilliance that Black women have always had, but have been underutilized, under-resourced, and underestimated. And those types of efforts are really why I decided in 2020 to create the Brandon Business Academy, because you know, I was looking around and seeing so much talent being untapped, being underutilized, under-resourced, and underestimated. And so with the Brandon Business Academy, essentially, I took the work I'd been doing for about a decade one-on-one -on -one, with people and turned it into a scalable program that essentially helps professional Black women see themselves as entrepreneurs and start businesses that make income and impact with an eye toward intellectual property. So mm -hmm. you and I both have these intellectual property backgrounds, and we've seen both sides of the coin, the large Fortune 100, 200, 500 corporations and the way they move with their intellectual right. property strategies. And then with small businesses, with entrepreneurs, with startups, the education that has to happen to catch up, right? And to, right. And to use some of those strategies that the larger entities and the more well-resourced entities are using. So the Brandon Business Academy takes that Fortune 100, Fortune 50 mindset that I learned about when I was working in a big firm and working with large mm -hmm. corporations and translates that into a model for Black women 
who are incredibly innovative. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, black women, and this is not just anecdotal, black women are the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs in the United States. And we have all this innovative stuff and we have all right. this stuff and we have all of these things that make us dynamically innovative. But on the other hand, we're also completely under-resourced and underestimated by so many people. And I wanted to create a program that really changes that narrative and does mm-hmm. so in a supportive environment, in a loving environment, in an environment where, I mean, I actually, I quote Young Jeezy in the program. Yes, <laughs> as one does. As one does. <laughs> not by nature. We talk about Oprah. We do all these different things with a culturally competent lens. Mm. And this year in the pandemic, so I, I launched the program, I think in May or June, and mm. we've been able to help 40 Black women start businesses during the pandemic. And Phenomenal. My goal in 2021 is to help 200 Black women, professional Black women in particular, and I say professional Black women for a specific reason that I'm happy to share, but I want to help 200 professional Black women start their businesses in 2021. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. It's tremendous and it makes such an impact and your point is well made because supporting women in general, black and brown women in particular, yields so much more to the world. It is not something that's self-contained because we are giving so much already. To have the support and the knowledge, the skills, the credentials, the encouragement in a safe space from actual Experts, we'll talk about that in a moment, <laughs> because there's so many people who get bad advice and make bad decisions and it costs 10 times more. And there's so many, you know, we leave so much in terms of our intellect and our ability to contribute to the world on the cutting room floor. If you get bad advice and you spend too much money, too much time in the wrong place. So for someone to work with you and get the specific information and really what you've done in a very short period of time. Think of when you started, June, July, it's when you really got up and running. That's also when I started, we'll talk about this in a moment, but the Advantage Evans Academy focused on the future of money and work and entrepreneurship. That's a very short period of time in very stressful and demanding times with everything that was going on. Uh, So that's phenomenal. Right. And I mean, you and I kind of struggled in those early days together (laughs) to figure out how to get started. And that's the thing really, I think. And when I say struggle, I don't mean struggle in terms of putting the programs together, though that obviously also took a lot of dedication and work, but struggling Mm -hmm. through the mental stuff surrounding the anti-racism protests Mm -hmm. to the point that more than one in 1,000 Black people have died of COVID. More than 1,000 Americans have died of COVID thus far. So there's just a lot of just negative energy in the space. And it was hard for, I I can't speak for you, but it was hard for me to Mm. 
always align my energy with where I knew the future of the Brandon Business Academy would go because, you know, you're, you're juggling and balancing so many things. And so kudos to you. Kudos to me for Amen. not only surviving, but thriving during that time. And it was a wild ride, but I'm just so thrilled to see what you're doing with the Advantage Evans Academy and just all the people you've been able to help to leverage and diversify their financial health and financial mm-hmm. wealth through your programs. Well, I appreciate that. And I feel like we're very good at focusing on a task. We can get it done, but to be able to do that and at the same time, as you said earlier, to be protective of your mental space and to ensure that you get what you need means that we're able to show up for other people in a more impactful way. And part of my therapy really was focusing on something I could control. (laughs) I felt like the rest of the world was going to hell in a handbasket. What I could do, because for you and for me, the substance wasn't the issue. It was putting all of the pieces together in a meaningful way that made the most impact. I'm in this brain trust now and like a collective. And the way I described the effort that I felt now versus at the beginning of the year, like the sun going through a magnifying glass to really focus and concentrate on the thing that I could do best and well in the moment. And it wasn't all the things, it wasn't all the courses, you know, ultimately the vision that I see for my academy and perhaps you do for yours as well is a lot of different offerings. When I first started planning for that, I was mapping out all of the courses that I could immediately record and do. You and I know it takes a lot to actually get something up online in a meaningful, organized way. It's not just some people can, and that's fine. You know, I'll just figure it out when I go along. But the low tech, low tech thing actually is cool, but I couldn't do it for 17 different topics. I needed to rock with one thing and do the hell out of that and then figure out, build on top of it. It was more about marketing, not as a salesy person, but to connect with the people who would benefit most from it and who were ready to roll. So I'm not interested in convincing people that this is the time to do X, Y, and Z. I'm ready for lifelong learners who are in the fast lane, who are ready to make a change. They showed up. And that has been one of the greatest paybacks, the greatest ways to receive some type of Thanksgiving for all. You know, you could step back and actually see that it's working. I remember looking at your Instagram feed and seeing images and the stories of the women that you were working with and how in a short period of time you were really making an impact. Think about that for a second, but I want to take one step back. I know that you use this quiz as an entry point for people to connect with you. And I'm wondering the benefits of that in general for the person who needs to sit down and gather their thoughts, but also how it informed your decisions about how to structure your course and what to share. Oh man, I love this question. And I I love that quiz. So the quiz is called the Start a Business Quiz. You can find it at startabusinessquiz.com. And the reason that I use the quiz and the reason that I think the quiz is helpful for people who find me and who take the quiz is with professional Black women in particular. And this is why I chose this particular group as really the group I wanted to start with in terms of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Professional Black women are juggling so many different things, right? And we make it look easy. We make it look good. (laughs) Like I look at people like you, people like Minda Hartz, people like Mm -hmm. Arlen Hamilton, people like Kanika Tolver, people like Julia Rock, people who really make it look great, right? Right. And 
we have all these things. We know we can do all these different things. But the, first of all, there's so many different ideas we have. It's like, well, where do you start? Right. You know, you and I talked about this a lot in 2020. Where do we start right. with a business? There's so many things you could do. There's so many products and services you can offer. So the reason I created the quiz, especially for professional Black women, is when you have so many talents and gifts, where can you focus? You talked about focusing and the sun hitting the magnifying glass. And that's exactly how I feel. I feel like the path to real economic independence is through focus, right? Right. And I think a lot of people have known that for a long time and have had the privilege to do that. So when you think of uh, Steve Jobs, the founder of Apple, he literally shut everything else like completely out. Like he would wear the same thing every day so he could focus (laughs) on that one thing at Apple, right? And we as Black women don't get that privilege. We have to be the professional at work. We may have two or three jobs we're juggling. We're caregivers. We're mothers. We're taking care of our aging parents. We are navigating interpersonal and familial relationships. So there's so many things we have to juggle. It's almost blasphemous to say, hey, why don't you just not do that (laughs) and focus? Right. And I remember saying this, actually, I was on the Here to Slay podcast with Tracy McMillan Cottom and Roxanne Gay. And I yes. said this on their show. And Tracy was like, huh, we can focus and just do this. <laughs> and I think that is something that is very difficult for some professional Black women because we have been indoctrinated with this concept of, you know, we've got to just make it do what it do. You know, right. like that that slogan that you see sometimes with black women, it's like, if it, I'll do it <laughs> because we do. Right. We do. We just have to do it all. So the start of business quiz allows people to say, all right, I know I'm good at a lot of things, but what is the one thing of all those things where I can just focus? Right. So that's the first reason that I created the quiz that way. And the second thing is sometimes you just need to hear from somebody else. Here's what mm-hmm. you're good at. You know, mm-hmm. there's right. so many things you can do, but here's the thing you are good at. Here's the thing where if you want to start a business, this is the low hanging fruit. Not saying this is the only thing, but this is the low hanging fruit. So like for you with Advantage Evans, right. your first course from cash to crypto, in my opinion, is low hanging fruit because you're such an right. expert in that space. Yeah, you could do intellectual property, copyrights, something for authors, something for spoken word artists, you know, all these different things you could do. But that low hanging fruit, like that thing that's just, you know, the easiest thing for you, you can wake up and basically do a lot of the substantive things in your sleep. Sometimes you need to hear somebody. And I think we had this conversation when you were doing it. You are the reason you are you and Danielle Leslie you you're good at the Socratic method and Danielle Leslie is too. Um, when I was in course from scratch and you're so many people were saying to me, Oh, that's interesting. Talking about the register, right? Course that I was thinking about developing or doing them both at the same time. And they're like, yeah, intellectual property. And that's a big deal. And, and understanding your brand and how to successfully register a trademark. I think that was what it was about. And you were like, you could do that, but that's not it. This is, you literally do crypto all day, every day, and twice on Sunday. This is where you talk about the future of money. This is it. And that's before the meteoric rise of of Bitcoin to 
all-time highs that have eclipsed the previous all-time highs. We're almost at 30,000 per coin. When you and I were having that conversation, it was at 10,000 per coin. Ten. So that's what I was about to say, right? Imagine if you hadn't done the crypto course and then right. all happened. You know? Right. I'm crushed. I'm crushed. I'm crushed. Hanging my towel. Right. But also, think about all the people you have helped get closer to economic independence because you mm. chose from cash to crypto. People who didn't know what crypto was before, who now probably have made tens of thousands, if not more dollars, because they took right. your course and could understand how to safely invest in crypto in a way that worked for them. So it's not even just about you. And this is why focus right. is so important and why the way I structured the quiz, I feel so strongly about because it's really about the people you can help, right? And I'm looking at you and seeing from cash to crypto. I took the course once and yes, I learned did. a lot. Thank you for helping me make some money <laughs> and <laughs> make, some, make some crypto in, yes. in the course, but how many people you are able to help because you step into your genius, you know? And that's the thing with whether it's my quiz or the course or, or whatever, like how can you focus in a way that's not just good for you, but really allows you to be of service to other people? We hope you're enjoying this edition of Tech Intersect. Our conversation will continue in a moment, but first, a word on an exciting opportunity. There's a more cost-effective and time-efficient way to reach your leading-edge learning and earning goals, to put you ahead of the stiff competition in this fast-paced, tech-driven economy. You need skills, credentials, and a fast track to a competitive advantage. You need it now more than ever, and I can help. The Advantage Evans Method puts you ahead of the curve with condensed, comprehensive online courses, curated content to leverage your current skills and expertise, live coaching, networking opportunities, and more. Upcoming courses include From Cash to Crypto to Help You Buy Your First Bitcoin, and there are two ways to get your advantage. Advantage Evans Encore gives you maximum experience for your total competitive advantage and access for one year. It includes a live welcome and modules on terminology, buying and selling, exchanges, mining, earning crypto, trading and investing, and also several of the legal issues you need to know in order to be safe and secure as you enter this space. That includes tax compliance, how to plan for a Bitcoin estate, and securities laws to make sure you avoid any legal unforced errors. Now, Advantage Core gives you the essentials. It's a short course to give you what you want and the support you need to buy your first crypto in as little as three weeks with access to the information and replays for three months. And if you're not quite ready for your Advantage and want a sneak peek to try before you buy, then register for a free masterclass where I share my Crypto 101 success checklist and cover current hot topics in crypto. So there truly is something for everyone, including you, to get in on the fast track and learn and earn in the digital economy. Visit AdvantageEvans.com to get started. That's AdvantageEvans.com. And now, back to the conversation. And so used to having everything in front of them right away, 
that we forget that innovation just takes time. I, I myself, I get frustrated too. Why? And you know, this is being one of my best friends is, Hey, I talk to you all the time. Hey man, I'm frustrated in the fact that I can't seem to just get there in mm -hmm. the next day, but that's just not how these things work, right? Innovation needs to be planned out. It needs to be very methodical. And then when it finally hits, that's when it seems like to everyone else that it, it sort of just came out of nowhere. But to you, you know the amount of dedication that it took over that time. That's powerful. And that's the thing that wakes you up in the morning and, and keeps you up at night. I know that when I see you up and at the same time, I am strategizing on what the next move is going to be because of the impact. I'm thrilled to provide, as you said earlier about your course, the safe space for those who are traditionally left out of the, the world of finance and technology. And crypto is the intersection of finance and technology. We call it fintech. And so if you take a world of finance and a world of technology where we are traditionally on the outside looking in, or we fall victim to that quadrant where you don't know that you don't know, by the time it happens, by the time you can really benefit, not just in this generation, but to create generational wealth. So we're not starting over again, uh, that we're not missing the next wave of the industrial revolution in the way that we miss the dot-com boom, most of us who are not in Silicon Valley. That's meaningful. And I love that people trust me. That they said, I don't know about this crypto. <laughs> I hear that it's for drug dealers and it's funny money and it's not going to last. But that young lady, I'll acclaim young for myself, she doesn't appear to be crazy. <laughs> she appears to be like me. And, and I'm going to just create space for them to learn. I don't show coins. I talk about the OG Bitcoin because it's the OG. But it's not to force or to convince anyone to do a thing, but to empower them with the information so that they can do their own research and feel comfortable with the knowledge and the skills and the credentials that you're going to need in order to be successful in 2021 and beyond. So thank you for that. Yeah. And I have to say to that, that the reason I feel like Black women, especially stepping in to their entrepreneurial genius is so important is what you just said, right? Mm -hmm. Like figuring out crypto for a person who historically has been left out of these conversations mm -hmm. could be incredibly difficult if there's not a source that feels trustworthy, right? So if I wanted to learn more about crypto and it was early 2020 or mid-2020, and mm -hmm. all I'm seeing about crypto, to your point, is like the dark web and right. drug dealers and all the racism at Coinbase. Then I'm going to right. look at that and think, oh, that's really not for me. But the fact right. that you are doing it, it allows people to see whether or not it is accessible for them, whether or not it is something that is possible for them. And I feel similarly about entrepreneurship. Black women start mm -hmm. more in the U.S. than any other group. I said that a few minutes ago. But we also get the least amount of funding. We also right. are historically left out of programs that are designed to support entrepreneurial endeavors. So we're living through this age of COVID right now. But the first round of paycheck protection funding only saw less than half of 1% of Black women entrepreneurs getting any amount of funding at all to save their businesses wow. during the height of the pandemic. And we just have to figure out ways to navigate 
these historically exclusionary spaces. And entrepreneurship is a space, and I, I know you feel the same way, it's a space where it is the path to economic independence, not just for me as right. an individual, not just for you. I'm not trying to create just the next Oprah Winfrey or Robert F. Smith. I'm talking about community lift, right? And community right. freedom in a way that allows lots of people at once to better <laughs> engage with entrepreneurship in a way that leads to economic independence for their communities. Absolutely. There's this, um, maybe you have heard of this, the Hamilton Project that released this year comprehensive evaluation of wealth in the United States and found what we already know and what you've been talking about earlier on this episode about the staggering racial disparities in generational wealth accumulation and how that begins and how it becomes this vicious cycle where if the next generation, quote unquote, is starting from scratch. They're actually not starting from scratch. They're further and further behind as that wealth gap continues to increase. And they showed, for example, in 2016, the net worth of a typical white family was $171,000, nearly 10 times greater than that of a black family. That number was at about 17000 and change. And even a white family with the same income can have dramatically different wealth profiles, perhaps lower debt, not falling victim to redlining, being able to get uh, real estate and an appropriate loan, maybe inheriting past accumulated wealth as well, uh, other liquid assets that aren't taxed like income. And then you put on top of that the pandemic, and then you put on that the other things. That's the reason that we are saying the additional level of support to a specific population that does so much with so much less. Just imagine if the playing field were leveled. And so the work that you do is so critically important, the work that I'm doing to prepare everyone who wants to be prepared, but in particular, Black women, women of color. I focus on people of color, women, the LGBTQ community about participating meaningfully in the future of dot, dot, dot. So for you... When you think of the future of entrepreneurship and what, particularly for the demographic that you serve, if you're thinking about Black women, for example, what one thing do you generally say the most often to Black women to prepare for the future of entrepreneurship? Whew. Okay. So. <laughs> one 100 things. Say, you know, my mother is listening. <laughs> <laughs> but the one thing that I, all right, so here's the version my mama can hear. <laughs> but the one thing consistently that I will say from now until the day that I die, and if I can come back and haunt some people <laughs> beyond the grave, <laughs> is that you are made for entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. I mean, we literally are made for entrepreneurship. And like with the demographic that I serve, professional Black women, these are people who have navigated very treacherous waters and already broken barriers, right? right. These are people who shouldn't have a seat at the table. Shout out to Minda Hearts. These yes. are people who maybe shouldn't have a career in tech. Shout out to Kanika Tolver. These are people who have already broken through very, very difficult ceilings in their lives, right? So right. you already know these are folks who have navigated and successfully succeeded in getting to 
this level of professional and career development that is really, really difficult. You know, we it doesn't look hard because like I was saying earlier, we don't make it look hard. But think right. about how hard it was to walk into that first law firm you ever worked right. for, right? And be probably the only. Think about how hard it is when you walk into undergrad and you're in a room with a thousand other students and nobody else looks like you. I remember being in law school in a course with the oldest professor in my law school. Mm. And it was law and literature. I was taking the class to get an easy A, which I didn't get because <laughs> I literally argued this man down in public this day when we were reading some book in some legal book. And it was about drug culture, not black people, but drug culture. In fact, mm. I don't even think the characters in the book were black. And so he says to the class, you know, black people have a culture of not snitching to the police. And then he turns to me. I'm the only black mm. person in the class. And he says, Shantavia, why do y'all do that? Like, why is there a culture no. of no snitching? And so, like, those types of aggressions, some people call them microaggressions. I don't think they're that <laughs> micro at all. But that's the kind of thing you have to survive to like get to the point where you have a career that opens doors for other people, right? Right. So what I say to, to professional Black women who come to me when they have an idea or they're already working for free or speaking for free or doing this or that for free is, look, you were made for entrepreneurship. You've already like done the hard work to get to where you are. You've made a ton of money for somebody else. Why right. not go out and make a ton of money? And it's not even just about money. But why not go make money and make a difference for for yourself, right? And for other people with the knowledge you already have. Right. So the thing that I will always say and will continue to say is Black women were made for entrepreneurship. And that's not to say everybody needs to be an entrepreneur. Right. But I do think no matter where you are, how you're making money, you can be entrepreneurial, Right. And that's just what I believe. I believe we were made for that path. I believe we've been innovative since we were put on this planet and we will continue to be. And entrepreneurship is a way, even if you work for somebody else, that's right. to achieve economic independence. I love that. And, you know, not everybody's going to leave their nine to five or nine to nine or the quote unquote day job, but you can still, you already have the entrepreneurial spirit. So to hone it, and be an entrepreneur within a certain space. And then always have your own outside. You know, I, I know that you are very big on this, and I certainly am as well. I'm always going to have my own website. Yes, I will have a page if I'm getting W-2 income from someplace that will tell why I'm working there. But I'm always going to have my own website. I'm always going to create my own content. It's not 100% about building as an entrepreneur within a space, but always make sure that the best part of your genius is what you are cultivating for yourself because jobs come and go, but your genius is forever and you're still going to have to eat and you'd be surprised what you can do when you have already laid the foundation. So just in case, right? That's your best insurance policy is investing in yourself. Yeah. And I mean, even if it's not about starting your own thing, right? Having your own brand is how you get the next job. It's how you get the next opportunity. It's how you get elected to local office or national office or whatever. So having that entrepreneurial mindset, whether it's for entrepreneurial purposes or entrepreneurial purposes, just makes all the sense in the world to me. 
Love it. Well, let's talk about, so we've had, as we close out on 2020, and this is my first episode, also the 50th, as you all know, of 2021. Thank you, Lord. Goodbye, 2020. <laughs> and I'm thinking I'm about some of the things. <laughs> are, you, are, you are you dancing? Are you doing your praise and worship? Please <laughs> do. Making it, we made it to 2021. By the time you all hear this, God willing, and the creek don't rise. But we're moving some stuff. And I, I know that recently, um, we've talked about this a lot, actually, the bad advice that's out there that can steer people off of and get distracted from their genius because they got some bad advice about filing a trademark or not filing or filing for your business name thinking it's a trademark. What are your concerns about the bad advice? Where do you tend to see it? Because as I think of things that hit and missed, <laughs> in 2020, the misses were definitely people getting misinformation. Yeah. So gosh, let me go get my soapbox and dust it off so that I can stand <laughs> on it. <laughs> and put it away. About... <laughs> just for the holiday, just, you know, for the new year. <laughs> to put up the but tree. For the, that's exactly right. It's, it's, it's holding up my Christmas tree, which will still be up probably in March or April. <laughs> but so at any rate, <laughs> there are two things, I think, that can distract us from our zone of genius. And so I ha- actually have a book club. We are right now, but actually by the time this episode will be released, we'll still be reading uh, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And one of the things Gay Hendricks says in the book yes. is we should operate in our zone of genius, which I completely agree with. And your zone of genius is really that place, like we were talking about earlier, that place where this is the thing that excites you. This is the thing that is comes easy to you. This is the thing that just naturally like appeals to everything about your self, right? And so in operating right. in your zone of genius, one of the things I believe now and I will believe probably forever, is that especially people of color, women, actually anyone who's been historically marginalized or excluded from Mm -hmm. opportunities, is that we should protect and own our innovation, our genius, our intellectual property. And like we can argue back and forth about, you know, that and what's good for this or that or whatever. But today, in the world in which we live, and in the world in which, you know, there's this huge economic disparity between different groups, I feel like protecting and owning your intellectual property is a must. And what I found is as more and more people are learning about and understanding intellectual property principles, there are a lot of folks who want to get in on that, right? Who want to capitalize on that. And even though there are a lot of lawyer jokes about this and then third, I generally <laughs> believe that most lawyers want to do the right thing. Not everybody, right. but most people want to do the right thing, but most people don't want to do the work it takes to really get to that genius level at a thing. Right. Right. So, Like if I reach out to you and I say, Hey, Tanya, I have a copyright question. There's no doubt in my mind that you can answer that copyright question because you've spent years cultivating that expertise. Same with crypto, mm-hmm. same with registering your copyright, same with books and all, and all those things, because I know you've done the work. But I think the society in which we live right now, and this is not just true to lawyers, we live in this microwave society 
People think right. they can Google their way into expertise about something. And yeah, you can get a, a decent maybe foundation, but to really know and understand and give people sound advice about anything, whether it's law right. or entrepreneurship or specifically intellectual property or whatever, you have to put in the work. You have to put in the hours. You have to put in the blood, sweat, and tears. Like, I don't want to go to a neurosurgeon who learned on Google how to do it, you know? Right. Right. And I feel like with intellectual property, there are more and more people who think, okay, I can Google my way into giving someone advice about IP. And I've seen right. people do the same with crypto. They, can, they think they could YouTube their way into understanding everything they need to know about crypto. Absolutely. And that's dangerous. And it's dangerous in part because something a friend of mine said on Twitter recently which is especially in the black community, we are so starved for knowledge and we've been excluded for so long. We're desperate for it. We're hungry for it. We really want it. And there's nothing wrong with that. But mm. because we're so desperate for it, sometimes we'll take it from anywhere. Right. And I get really concerned when I see people taking advice from folks who are leading them down the wrong path. And that's not just with intellectual property, but in anything. Right. And so I'm I'm particularly concerned about that in light of everything we've already talked about. The world in which we live right now has been upended mm -hmm. by a pandemic. It's been upended by there's like a, a pulling back of the veil a bit with racism, not just in the U.S. but around the world. Right. And people are finding their voice and finding new paths for themselves. And I just am so concerned that a lot of people will go down the wrong path looking for the right thing. And this is one reason why I'm committed to helping people find the right thing. And that doesn't mean I'm not going to make mistakes. That's not, that doesn't mean I'm not going to you know, make some missteps myself. But I'm really good at saying, you know, I don't really know the answer to that. But let me I find just don't know. Yeah. Right. I just don't know. I'll put I you on know. with somebody who might. Right. Yeah. If I can find somebody to help you, I will do that. But I don't know. Right. And I think we're moving to a place where people just don't want to say, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I, no, I, loud I, and wrong. Girl, loud, wrong, and belligerent about it, right. you know? And so places where I'm seeing that happen. So your question specifically is like, where do you see that happen? Yes. I'm seeing it happen a lot on social media and seeing it happen particularly in spaces where there's no room really to challenge the right. or the advice. You know, it, I think it's, I mean, it happens on Twitter, but the kind of cool thing about Twitter is that there are a lot of folks who will be really quick to tell you. <laughs> I mean, don't we know as Black women, anytime somebody even smells a hint of wrong, they come <laughs> out of the woodworks, right? This happened to me recently. I had to tell somebody, you know what? Just chill. It's, it's okay. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But um, I think it happens a lot on social, especially with the rise of influencer culture. Yes. A large number of followers to expertise. And that mm -hmm. ain't it. That just ain't it. <laughs> it is not right. it. So that's a big concern of mine. But what I'm encouraged by is seeing people who are willing to share their expertise freely and publicly. People like you. People, like, I mean, there's so many, I see so many, especially lawyers, black lawyers on social yes. media 
saying, hey, y'all, look, this is really what it is. I know you ain't never met a tax lawyer before, but I'm one. And let me tell you <laughs> how this goes. You know what I'm saying? So I'm encouraged Absolutely. by that, too. I love that. And there are a lot of, this is your point about influencers. We have to do an, another episode just on that, the influencer culture, because it aligns so much with what you do, what I do, and what we do together, and how it can go very well, <laughs> and how it can go terribly wrong. Mm-hmm. The influencer culture is very pronounced. In fact, there's so much mis and disinformation from those traditional sources that people focus on, well, I like that person and they said this, so it, it is what it is. I see it all the time in crypto. It's very dangerous for all the reasons that you, you've mentioned. So I'm sticking a pin in that one to come back to that. I want to focus in the time that we have now to talk about the future of your academy. I'll talk a little bit about mine, but then to end on what our plans are collectively for 2021. For those who are not familiar, one of the big marquee events that Shantae and I did in 2021 was the Phoenix Rising Virtual Summit. It was mid-April, April 19th. It was just after March when all of us lost all of our speaking gigs because the pandemic told us to stay home until further notice. And that's where most of us have been. So overnight, so many of us, even with day jobs, lost a lot of the income that we relied upon. And everyone who we were going to talk to lost out on the benefit of connecting with us and receiving the information. So Shantavia and I came together and said, what can we do? We saw so many of our sister friends. We saw Lynette Calfani-Cox and Minda Hartz and Tech Life staff and Kylie Carr and Letitia Bird, uh, Terry Egioma, Bari Williams, Dr. Kathleen Walls, we all came together to have an afternoon of crisis-proofing your career. And it was such an extraordinary event. We had over 100 people at the time. That was a big deal because people weren't really doing online events. They were still trying to figure out Zoom and how to teach and how to work and, and how to connect. So I'm really proud of what we did when we came together to do that. An important part of that was a revenue share to be supportive, not just of what we were building, but ultimately the community that we were a part of. So now people want us to do it again. So you. Girl, listen, hey, <laughs> can I just say with the Phoenix Rising Virtual Summit, which we pulled off in April, if you can believe that, right? We, we were pioneers. We yes. pioneered Zoom, having lots of people in one space. You know what? We might have saved 2020, Tanya. <laughs> I'm convinced. We I'm biased, but I We laid the foundation. We brought a bunch of people together, many of whom we didn't know. I mean, the most incredible thing to me is we had more than 100 people in a virtual space talking about, like planning for what we didn't know was to come. Right. I mean, it is incredible, actually, to think about the fact that so many people who collectively, you know, we had no budget. We did this kind of on our own. Amen. Collectively, maybe we would not in any other time been able to bring all of those people together or have the right. budget, frankly, for all of those people to come together. Absolutely. But we did that. We really, look, we did that. We Listen, did that. <laughs> I'm giving you a soul clap from afar and, and definitely to have the magic continue. Uh, we do a lot of things at Lit Brain Trust. Follow us at Lit Brain Trust on all media outlets and litbraintrust.com. 
Uh, we will be adding new content and updating our event profile for 2021. We'll have a large virtual event and then a very tailored, smaller VIP event for those who are really supercharged and want to collect in a smaller group to really strategize and build. We expect that to be in the fall. We would like it to be a tropical place. Let's speak that into existence, Shantavia. Okay. Uh, for sure. It's spoken. I use my passport again. I yes. am so sad. My passport has been sitting on the shelf, speaking it into existence. Excellent. Yes, because thinking about professional women in particular and all the lessons and the blessings that we take from 2020 into 2021, we'll know a lot more you know, with hindsight and also have better perspective of what we need to do to position ourselves for 2021 and beyond. And our future selves will thank the people today who had the insight to continue to, to build and to strategize, to connect, to organize, and to keep moving forward, but upward as that phoenix rising out of the ashes. We didn't know <laughs> about all the ashes of 2020. It, it felt pretty bad in, in April. This is a rough one. This is a rough one. There's a lot of ashes, but there's a lot of opportunity that we can learn from, grow from, and that's what we do. Amen. It is. And it, you know, it's incredible to see actually a lot of the people who spoke yes. on that panel that day in April. Well, yeah, that day in April mm-hmm. have had, like I was saying at the beginning of the episode, just seasons of abundance. Absolutely. And Terry Ingioma, I think she made like seven figures in a day in That's her right. business. That's right. During the pandemic, Minda Hearts is like killing it, right? She did a keynote for us. Yes. Killing it during the pandemic. Right. Kathleen Walls killing it, helping people navigate challenging times as, you know, a, a mental health expert. Yes. People like Lynn Calfani Cox, like giving people financial advice in the middle of a pandemic when they needed it most and probably saving some people's families and financial health. Right. And so the people who we had that day. You know, it's incredible to see, you know, it was a really tough time in April of 2020 and it got even worse, but they were setting the standard for literally what it meant to be a Phoenix Rising, including the two of us. Yes. Like we not only survived 2020 and this is obviously, let me just stop here and say, if what you did was survive 2020, that was completely enough, right? To to literally live through it with some semblance of your sanity, Right. But the fact that we brought so many people together, including ourselves, and we were able to survive, but also figure out ways to thrive just shows you we were on to something. Yes. If we could really bring those people together and probably help save some folks during that time, we're on to something with that. And so we have to do it again this year. Count on it. We've, we've now told you all, we, we spoke privately, but now we've told you all, and we really do have some great plans in the fall of 2021 to have that type of retreat that we are definitely looking forward to. So dust off your passport, make sure it's up to date, get your coins all the way together, Bitcoin and otherwise, uh, so that we can have a very powerful experience dedicated to you. Again, investing in yourself, you never go wrong with that, to be sure. Talk to us about what's going to happen with the Branded Business Academy in 2021. 
So 2021 is really an exciting year for the Brandon Business Academy, in part because we're adding some new things that I think are just going to be incredible. So the Brandon Business Academy is a six-month program that allows you to spend the first few months getting your business together, doing all the things you need to do. We walk you literally step-by-step from the moment you have a business idea or if you have multiple business ideas, picking the right thing through getting everything set up with the right foundation to helping you figure out a social media strategy to finding the right customer to setting thriving prices because that's a whole nother conversation right setting prices but we give you an opportunity to do that first and then we'll take some more months to help you be accountable for actually doing the things you've told us you want to do. So this is not just like a one and done. You don't just watch some videos and go on about your way. Like our goal really is to help you get your business, not just off the ground, but into a position where it is making income and impact in other people's lives. So I'm excited that we're adding new pieces to it. We're doing some new mindset pieces with a licensed therapist. Mm -hmm. We're doing money pieces with financial advisors and accountants. We're doing some social media pieces with experts in that space. So this is literally all the stuff you look around and wonder, like, how do I do this? Who can help me? How can we get these things off the ground? These are all the things you need to know to really get your business up and running. So that is exciting for me. The thing that's happening in a couple of weeks, though, for Mm -hmm. your listeners, I will be doing a webinar for Entrepreneur Magazine on January 13th, 2021 at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. There's a link on my website at shantavia.com if you want to participate in that. And the importance of, frankly, somebody like me doing a webinar for Entrepreneur Mm. is having this conversation. So the conversation with Entrepreneur will be about intellectual property strategies at any budget. Having somebody like me In a world where intellectual property is what the least diverse profession in the legal, like the whole legal profession, IP is one of the least diverse within all the groups, right? But having somebody like me, if this is a successful webinar, if lots of people sign up and register, means there will be other opportunities for more people who look like me, more Black women, more women, more people of color to be invited to the webinar stage to share and impart on Entrepreneur's platform, which is incredible to think about, right? When entrepreneurship, period, historically has excluded us. So I encourage you to register, register, register for the webinar. Again, you can find a link on shantavia.com, not just for me, but for other people who look like me to be able to use the platform that they have created and cultivated to impart knowledge to lots of people, including more people who look like us. I love it. Um, So let's all make sure I will drop a link in the show notes, but again, Shantavia.com. This is on January 13th. All the information is on her website. Let's sow the seeds of community because it's investing obviously in that one day experience, but also as Shantavia says, far beyond that, because when you're the first only or one of the few, everybody's watching. (laughs) Even if you really are just showing up to do your job, you actually uh, represent future opportunity. And so I know I'm going to be virtually in the space. I encourage you all to follow my lead and to follow Shantavia where she leads as well. 
As for the Advantage Evans Academy and, and what's going on there, continuing to focus on the future of money in particular and building a number of different products around the same theme. The more curated one-on-one experience, if you want to take your learning to the next level and engage me directly, there are five spaces to do that for the entire year. And you'll learn more about that. You go to advantageevans.com. So for those five folks who at a premium want to spend time with me going through each of the topics in greater detail and really making a fundamental shift in your wealth and accumulation and really preparing for the future of money today. I'm really excited to work with five people in 2021 for that. For everyone, regardless of your level, no financial or technology or computer science background required. In fact, if you don't have any, it's all the better because you become a clean slate that's just really open to the possibilities. Talking about the terminology that can be very dense in the crypto space and the different types of cryptocurrencies, not all are created equally. How to buy and sell your first crypto all about exchanges, which to use, which to steer clear of, and why. Talking about mining cryptocurrency, that's a term that's used constantly, but when I see people using it, they're not always using it correctly. And so figuring out what mining is, whether you can set yourself up to mine specific types of crypto or whether that's not for you. I'm not a miner, but you know I know how to point you in the right direction if that's what you want to do. But one of the best parts about this scaling of this program from the three-week early model of that during the summer, which is what I call now Advantage Evans Core, is now Encore. That is the multi-lesson, multi-module experience and really spending a lot of time with trading and investing. I have so many questions about trading and investing, obviously because of the price and people want to figure out, is it too late? Bitcoin's 28,000. Is it too late? No, you can have fractional interests and and we talk about what that means. And a lot of some of the things actually, Shantavia, that Terry Egioma talks about in terms of learning charts and candlesticks and movement and all of that is really, really important in the crypto space because crypto is 24-7, 365. It doesn't go to sleep. (laughs) And so it's important to take that very seriously. So I've am investing a lot of time and money with other experts as well to build out those modules in particular to really teach people how to trade and invest. And then, of course, the legal issues, the tax implications, the estate planning implications and helping you teach your family in the unfortunate event if you are no longer here, what happens to your crypto. It's a critical part. And obviously the SEC, the the securities and commodities issues around crypto. A lot of people got jammed when they were investing in these early projects that didn't actually have a blockchain, didn't actually have crypto, but took other people's crypto as an investment to fundraise. They were unregistered securities and a lot of people are in hot water as a result. So that has been what I've been spending most of my time on in 2021, that Curated experience is going to be really exciting and it will be evergreen. So whenever you sign up, you're in, you have access to me. And then again, for the five, for the the diamond program, I'm looking forward to that experience as well. So that's what's going on at the Advantage Evans Academy. That's what's going on at the Brandon Business Academy. That's what's going on with the Lit Brain Trust. Final word, Shantavia, to leave these fine people as we begin 2021. First of all, congratulations on your 50th episode. Thank you. 
Look, you are doing the damn thing. You really are. <laughs> you, are. You just listed off all these things going off in 2021. I'm over here taking notes. So <laughs> congratulations, seriously, my sister, on Thank all you. that you are doing. It is amazing to see. Also, for people listening, if you have not enrolled in From Cash to Crypto, I'm sure I should be plugging my own stuff. (laughs) For Cash to Crypto is one of the best courses I have taken as an adult, in part because Tanya really is an amazing teacher. Mm. She walks you through just the foundational pieces of how you can diversify your revenue streams. I mean, we're not going to get in Tanya's business here today, but the way just watching her move and the way she's diversified her revenue streams in a way that doesn't require a ton of more work Mm -hmm. in and of itself, it's just valuable to learn from someone who's been able to successfully do that. And so to the extent you're on the fence and you think, oh, maybe that's not for me, try it out really, because it changed. It was transformative for me. And I know Tanya and I hear her talk about crypto all the time. I've actually <laughs> spoken on panels with her about crypto yes. and learned so much about crypto and fiat and all, everything in between mm-hmm. through the program. So congratulations again to you, my sister. And I look forward to listening to episodes 51 through 300,000. <laughs> I thank you so much. I could pick no better person to be on this journey than with you. I adore you and, and I look forward to continuing to nation build with you. So, so let's go do this. Let's go make it do what it do. Let's make it do what it do. Dante Desparte, episode 24. Congratulations, Professor Evans. You're an important leader. Yours is an important voice. And Tech Intersect is an important part of the conversation on the future of digital currencies, blockchain, and how these technologies can transform the world. It's been an honor to be one of your guests, and I look forward to listening to the next 50 episodes. Minda Hartz, Episode 1. Tanya, I just want to wish you and Tech Intersect a happy and congratulatory message for achieving such a a wonderful milestone. Thank you for letting me be part of the journey. Really enjoyed recording our episode together. Can't wait for the next milestone. Jimmy Song, episode 23. Hey, Tanya, congrats on your 50th episode. My advice to your listeners would be that they really look into what money is, what moral hazards exist in the current monetary system and what bitcoin actually solves i have a book out that talks about this from a moral perspective it's called thank god for bitcoin the creation corruption and redemption of money not to plug too many things there but anyway tanya i hope you have many many more episodes uh that you do with this podcast and uh, yeah congrats leah Boodoo, soror and superfan Tanya, happy 2021. This is Leah. I wanted to congratulate you on your 50th episode of Tech Intersect. I'm so proud of you. And I wanted you to know that the the knowledge that you're sharing and the way you're bringing people together with your podcast is uh, inspirational. And I really enjoyed the Juneteenth episode. And I look forward to listening to more. Anthony Ware, Episode 6. 
Hello, this is Anthony Ware, principal and founder of Aware Catalyst and founder of Mental Wealth. Congratulations, Tanya, on the 50th episode of Tech Intersect. Uh, I think it's so amazing and I've been, it's been a pleasure to be um, in the audience as well as being a guest. And I'd love to just share one piece of information and one thing for people to take away is to invest in their mental health, in their mental wealth, Surround yourself with a team, your doctors, your therapists, your go-to friends, and just as you would for your career or your business. And love yourself so you can love others. Tim Salau, episode 42. Hey, Tanya. Yo, thank you for Tech Intersect and all that you do. We love you. We are so appreciative of all the work and the movement that you've led in educating the world about law, business, crypto, you know it. Thank you so much for featuring me. It's an honor to be an ally in arms to the movement that you continue to build. Anne Griffin, episode 11. Hi, Tanya. This is Anne Griffin, and I just want to say congratulations on your 50th episode of Tech Intersect. I am so grateful to have been a part of this podcast. I hope to be on again in the future. And I just want to leave with a bit of advice for your listeners, which maybe some other people have shared, but you know, this is incredibly important. After everything we've gone through in 2020, and we're now going into 2021, don't forget to upskill, whether it's about blockchain, AI, anything that's going to pertain to the future of work, make sure you continue to focus on skills, not degrees, not certifications. Those are important, but focus on skills. And that's because what we've seen happen in 2020 is going to accelerate automation, accelerate things where you want to make sure you're at the cutting edge of technology so that you can stay ahead. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. And congratulations again, Tanya. Have a great 50th episode. Clev Mesador, episode 26. Hi, this is Clev Mesador, founder of National Policy Network of Women of Color in Blockchain. I'm a big fan of the Tech Intersect podcast. Congratulations, Professor Evans, on this important milestone. I enjoyed our conversation about crypto and Juneteenth and the future of financial freedom. And I look forward to listening to the next 50 episodes. Tracy Clark, Soror and Superfan. Tanya, congratulations on your 50th episode of Tech Intersect. I look forward to listening to new episodes and new voices and new content. Congrats. Mansi Vora, episode 38. Congratulations to Tech Intersect on the 50th episode. It's a podcast that truly brings unheard, valuable voices to the forefront to inspire each one of you. As we are celebrating the 12th anniversary of Bitcoin, we are at the cusp of something really revolutionary. We have gone from being a cypherpunk niche to a mainstream conversation, from a global currency to the vision of Web 3.0. The next decade is going to be all about adoption. Do not miss out. Carla Banks Waddles, Soror and Superfan. Congratulations to Tanya Evans and the Tech Intersect podcast on your 50th episode. An amazing achievement. Can't wait to hear all of the fab guests and great conversations that you have in store for us in 2021. Thank you for always keeping us educated, entertained, and in the know. Ram Katamaraja, episode 48. 
Hi, this is Ram Katamaraja, founder and CEO of Colaberry Inc. Congratulations, Professor Tanya Evans, for reaching a huge milestone for Tech Intersect podcast. A 50th episode for a podcast is a big deal, and I hope that the Tech Intersect continue to produce more podcasts to educate and empower your audience. Mike McCann, episode two. Tanya, this is Mike McCann your former colleague and a guest on your show. Just want to say, continue the great work. I'm very glad we collaborated on both an audio segment and also an article on Spencer and Didwitty and the role of blockchain with pro athletes, which of course is a topic that's going to garner much more attention as time goes on. And uh, looking forward to collaborating again soon and hope you have a wonderful 2021 and to all of those listening, you have a tremendous show, and I'm glad to have been a part of it. Letitia Bird, episode 25. Hi, Letitia Bird here, your favorite career coach. I would love to congratulate Tanya on the 50th episode of the Tech Intersect podcast. Tanya, it is truly an honor to know you and to be a part of this amazing platform. One thing I want to share with you as we embark into this new year is that it's okay to change your mind, it's okay to make a move, and that you aren't stuck in your current job situation. You are never stuck. Susan Evans, the ultimate super fan. Hi, Tan, it's your mom. I cannot tell you how proud we are, the, not only me, but the entire family. You've taken our STEM roots in science and math, and you've just taken it to another level. We are so proud that as you forge your path in blockchain and cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, that you've not only invested in the academia, but you brought the community along, even us old folks. So we just love you. We're proud of you. You've been courageous, adventuresome, and bright. And we're just standing behind you 100%. 50 weeks consistently is an amazing accomplishment. Congratulations, honey. Mama love you. Thank you so much for riding with me on this journey. Here's to the next 50. Thank you for all who have left these inspiring messages. I appreciate you. And thank you, thank you, thank you to Stephanie McNeil of Creators Child Productions. I can't do this without you, literally. I'm so glad that we have connected to work on this new project always looking forward to all that we will continue to build my sister in creativity. So thank you for taking this raw material, polishing it and sending it out lovingly into the world. I appreciate you. Here's to the next 50. Stay in touch with host Tanya Evans via your favorite social media on Twitter at at Tech Intersect and on Instagram via the handle Tech Intersect. This podcast has been produced by Stephanie Renee for Soul Sanctuary Incorporated.